I think that kind of jinxed you. Like, Dude, I don't know what I'm doing this week, man. Like, I got a couple deals. Like. His fingers love going through that hair. <laughs> what is an NFL quarterback room like? So two years ago, I trained Sam Darnold and Josh Allen and Kyle Allen. That was my draft class. I think that this league is filled with opportunities, and the guys that, that stay in the league for a long time are the guys that take advantage of those opportunities. I'm just a big believer in repetition. I'm a big routine guy, and goals never end. I'm just a big, 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 I'm a big routine guy, and Once I stepped on that field today, I was good, man. Welcome to the quarterback room. But Christian, first reoccurring guest. Yeah. In really? the CB room. First roomie to come back. Yeah. Yeah, you're the first reoccurring guest and you're not even quarterback. Kyle came up with that term roomie. Once you're on the I'm a roomie. TV room, you're a roomie. Dude, I've the, been a roommate. Yeah, that that one varies for a while. Oh. And we actually were roommates, huh? Been yeah. A lot of different We were, we were roommates for a, a year at AM. A year. And then and then when you came back to well, Arizona. I came back to Arizona, I stayed in your apartment. Yeah. So we were roomies then. And then um, in LA that one summer too. Yeah. You wanna <laughs> so we were roommates at AM and uh, we had this sign. So we had two townhouses next to each other and it was like me, Christian, my buddy Jordan Trailer, and um, our buddy Reed in one and then like a bunch of the DBs in the next house and it was like our house was the clubhouse, their house was the trap house. <laughs> we all agreed on it, so, so I, didn't, I didn't come up with the term, but uh, so we made out, I think Summer had a sign made for, like on Etsy, it was like said clubhouse, and it was like hanging right above the main hallway, and when I transferred, I remember I was leaving, and I saw it, and I was like, I'm taking this with me, <laughs> so I grabbed it, and I took it down with me, and then I go to Houston, he goes, did you take the clubhouse sign down? <laughs> well, we, like, Kyle left. And also, Kyle needed somebody to take over his room because oh we we're all my paying God. our share yeah. of Don't do this rent. to me. And he puts his, like, puts it on on Twitter. Like, <laughs> yo, does anybody want to move into my room? Anybody want to live with Christian Kirk? I had one person answer, Kirk? though. Yeah. I had like, one person. What, like, are you kidding me, right? And then he, like, well, he I, leaves. I gave you a chance, though. You did, but, like... Some random kid moves in, oh, and then like he takes the sign, and I'm like, "Did you?" So like, Bro, I drove all the way down to Houston and like got the sign. I was like, "Don't do that!" Like, Dude, a big fork in our friendship there. For <laughs> really? That. Yeah. You guys so, had to make some decisions at that point. Yeah, yeah. Well, so I was what it was going to look like. my way back, to be honest with you, but no. The best part about it was, so I put it on Twitter, and well, I gave you guys. I was like, "Hey, like, I need to pay my room." First of all, I didn't know how it worked. I like moved out, and our landlord was like my friend's uncle, and. I was like, hey, like, I'm transferring to Houston. Like, sorry, I gotta break the lease. He goes, yeah, you gotta pay for it, dude. I don't know what to tell you. And so I gave them like a month. Yeah, we couldn't find And anybody. you guys couldn't find anybody. I don't know how hard you tried, but you couldn't find anybody. And then I put it on Twitter and one person answered. And he showed up. He's probably gonna be watching this. So hi, sorry. But what was his name? Shout him out. Um, just, I think it was Deshaun something. But It was Deshaun. But he used to like, <laughs> I came back one time and he would drink like, he would like come in the kitchen and just put like a 64 ounce like, soda like a sprite like mm -hmm. every day and just be like drinking it all day long yeah it was yeah there's probably a lot of other ways to there was a lot it, of other things yeah <laughs> it was bad I, no, Christian no. sounds like, like that's a fork in the road to it, it was it was it was a little bit of a anyways we've known each other for a uh, long time um but appreciate you coming in the room yeah here, man thanks cheers man. and i met cheers you to us. high school uh yeah. the opening on a few guys that went twice to the opening mm -hmm. you guys remember going to my brother's house Dude, we were talking about, we talking about that yesterday. We were talking about that yesterday. So, 
How ironic. Here we are. I'm just saying. So the story is telling the cameras. Um, you guys were in high school, right? Yeah. Were we still in high school? I think I was a sophomore. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it was young. You guys were young. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, it was like a, ask your parents if it's cool to go over yeah, 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 with yeah, yeah, yeah. Coach Jordan. No, dude, that was cool. You were chill. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Mike no, was Christian cool. had to ask. Yeah. I had to <laughs> um, And like, go kick it at my brother's house. And I literally, I, I remember saying like, dude, if you guys, X, Y, and Z, if you guys do all your stuff, like, this is the lifestyle you guys can have. And here we are at Christian's house. Dude, the life. best part about it was <laughs> yeah. I was talking to Christian. Like, you know how he, like, you were you said that, but it was like a thirty minute spiel on it. Yeah. And we were all in Carson's pool and we were all just like in the deep end with our heads out of water. <laughs> just, just like <laughs> right here. We should have shot this episode yeah. of the deep end. Yeah. yeah. But we were just like sitting there and me and Christian didn't say a word for thirty minutes. We were just like I was uh-huh. like, damn, we're really uh-huh. in Carson Palmer's house right now. Yeah. Just walking around. And you probably live like five minutes from where he lived right now. No, it was it was off like eighty fifth street or yeah, whatever. It's, it's like right here in P V. Yeah. So, yeah, we and then you end up a cardinal, and you know. yeah, we were talking about that yesterday. So, full circle, everything's full circle. So crazy. So, um, I curious. I haven't talked to you about all this stuff, but you came on the show when I was absent. So you came on with Kyle. It was early too. It was yeah. like week three or four of the season. Like no, it was, right like, after, it was like week two right or three. We played the Chargers, so it was week three. I think I kind of jinxed yeah. you. Why? No, oh. I read off your stats. Remember that. Oh, yeah. That's I read right. off your stats. You were on like a tear to start the season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, you're like your top he's, five. He's on schedule for uh, like 17 touchdowns, yeah, 1,600 yeah, yeah. yards. Touchdowns. And you're like, wow, like it feels nice to hear that out loud. And I was like, I definitely shouldn't have said that. that. Oh, yeah. You're like, are you a big stat guy? And I'm like, I try not to look at it. And you're like, no, <laughs> and here I just, you go. Yeah, I just threw them all right in your face. Not stuff. even what your stats were. Yeah. Uh, have you heard all the bad stuff that people were saying about you? No. No. Well, listen to this. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so, came on early in the year, and then you guys went on a little tear. The whole team did. Um, I love hearing different versions when people can turn it around. So, I mean, Jacksonville, when you have the number one pick in the draft, I'm not talking about Trevor. I'm talking about this this year. Mm-hmm. When you draft number one, it's because you're the worst team in the league. And right. I know you weren't a part of the dumpster fire with Urban Meyer and all the stuff that went down, but I, you also heard all the stories, right, that no one else has heard. But... I'm just curious, just the turnaround. Like, yeah, you got to have a quarterback, and yeah, the new coach has got to be right and add some key pieces in free agency. But mm-hmm. I got, what were some of the things, if you look back on it and you go, like even this is why start, it happened. You know, like, like when you get there, you know, because like we were talking about free agency the whole time. The best part about free agency is like, you don't have a fucking clue where you're going. Like, you were like, man, I might go to Buffalo. Like, I might go to this place. And then all of a sudden, like, you're a Jaguar, Jacksonville. but then you but you go there and it's you're going to Jacksonville that was two and fourteen in like one of the worst like years from a coaching staff perspective like that I've heard of you know yeah. and you go in there like just like start from that point like when you get there like in OTAs yeah I think <clears throat> so like right when I signed in you know like March fourteenth free agency deal breaks fly out the next day. And like from the second I stepped into the building, it just had like a totally different feel that mm. I had been around. You yeah, know, like, like even from Arizona. Huh? Yeah, it just like it was like the closest thing to like being a college kid and stepping on campus, and everybody's like, "God, we're so happy to have you here!" Like you're like, but man, you everybody loves me here, you know. Yeah. And then you're like, kind of decipher like, all right, how much is this going to be? Like, all right, I'm just here to sign, and then it goes a total 360 once we start like 
getting into meetings and stuff like that, you're like, whoa, you know, where, where did everything else go? But mm-hmm. from day one, like getting in the team meeting and just like the energy that Doug brought and the people that he also put amongst his staff, like everybody was bought in yeah. to what he was trying to do. And I mm-hmm. think that's big. For players, I think it takes a little bit, a, a little while it's because does. you know the NFL. It's a melting pot. Like all of us are from different backgrounds. All of us have different personal goals. We have different come from different walks of life. So, yeah, it takes a little bit for everybody to, buddy, to buy into one thing. Um, but Doug was able to do that quick. And so from OTAs, like you could just tell everything was calculated. Everything was strategic. And one thing I, I was just talking to Sam about this, like. He never changed. Even when we lost struggling. five games in a row, Dude, nothing changed. Yeah. Like nothing changed. There was no negatives. So there was. N- we didn't dwell on what we didn't do. We were just always focused on what we can do better and yeah. how we can define and really master our process. Like that's one thing that our OC Press Taylor talks about is like, how do we master our process? How do we master? coming in on Monday, watching film, correcting what we did, and then start on Wednesday, you know, normal down and distance, breaking down everything and just like mastering our process and doing that week in and week out. And I think that just kind of like helped accelerate everything. And when I look back on it, you know, once we got over that hump, it's like, I mean, we weren't doing anything different that mm-hmm. we had done from week we one to points. Yeah, we were scoring points. Like we started playing better football, but like our process didn't change, you know? Yeah. We just had a buy in, believe in one another, and everybody realized like we have one of the best teams in the league. Yeah, I think like whether evaluating a player or looking at organizations or not even football related, just companies that are killing it and you know and have weathered the storm and whatever, everything's kind of behavior based in my opinion. Like I just I think the best athletes get behind their behaviors, not their talents. Yeah. Right. And Tom Brady's a perfect example, like who is he who has he out talented? You know what I mean? Yeah. He's just been out behaving everybody for like 25 years. Yeah. And it's seeing the same thing with organizations, even if like I've just been around coaches where they're actually not that impressive of a speaker, right? Or they like never played the position or yeah. they, you know what I mean? Like didn't really have, but it's that, that process, yeah. you know? And uh, I think when you evaluate people, I think that's one of your best things too, right? Is just the way you go about your business, right? We were talking before you you know, switched up your off season training, right? Because the way that it's laid out for the year, the results and the process that it goes through. So I think people that are seeking to, you know, like innovate and get a better process individually, what they're doing. Um, But definitely people in a leadership position like a head coach, you just stay on track. What are some things that because you've always been a routine guy, you know, way you take care of yourself, all that stuff. What are some things that maybe came up this year where you like added to your game? Like you contributed and made the team better. Like, how'd you get better this year? Um, I will say, and it's a, a total credit to the staff and just like the being around those guys is honestly like becoming a quarterback in a sense of like knowing, like growing my football IQ. Room, yeah, like the room. Growing my football IQ and like being able to, you know, break down defenses yeah. and like my ability to pre-snap come out of the huddle and know what they were in and like know, all right, Nichols outside leverage, like they're in four, you know, like being able to do that and know that, all right, I got a slant. So like, I'm going to take him outside a little bit, you know, try to threaten his leverage. And then I know I have space before the safety is about to break down because he's reading through two, you know, like 
little stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And then that stuff matters. So they do a great too. job, like putting me in motion. So like giving me a tell, like, all right, mm-hmm. you know, if it's corners over and this guy stays, like it's zone. If it's corners over and this guy follows you, like straight man, mm-hmm. you know. And so we get into doing some of that stuff, and that that helped me like tremendously. So pre-snap, I already know what he's doing. Yeah. I know he's a man. You know, I'm not coming off the line and. It's true. Some receivers tell you, like, pre-snap, you have no clue what they're in. Mm-hmm. Kind of come off the ball, you're like, is it man? And, oh, Dude, especially shit. Now, no, it's it's zone, you know, like. It's getting harder. It yeah. is. It's you know, getting like, a lot some harder. Some of those defenses, like, even L.A., like, the whole first half, we had no clue, like, what they were in. You know, they're showing zero, and then they drop out to Dude. Tampa, too. And it's like, you have a mesh concept of straight man beater on, and mm. everybody's like, you know, like, you're, you're just in the wrong call, so. <laughs> I think, you know, for me, that's, that's where I grew the most. What do you so, think? Well, real quick. So, yeah, talking about that game. So, I was in the, this, so this is LA Chargers playoff game, crazy comeback. Yeah. So, um, that was a weird one to watch. So, the head coach of the Chargers, kids are on my flag football team. So, you know, I mean, you get to know the families, mm-hmm. you know, a couple coaches. Like, so, who are you rooting for? Tough one, right? Because, like, <laughs> yeah. that was a hot seat situation. <laughs> that was, there was some hot seat yeah. Sean Payton rumors. And, like, you know what I mean? Like, I, yeah. you get to know the family, right? And so, it's not like fire the coach it's like you picture the family you know yep. having to re- uproot and so of course i'm watching that game but what was crazy so during draft training that's draft training right january february mm-hmm. so i got a group of guys and every year they did it too i get access to film and then i assign a different defense to each guy okay and so we watch that week so i teach them how to watch tape like a pro so monday base pressures tuesday sub pressures thursday third down friday red zone and then mm-hmm. they get on the whiteboard and they present so one of the quarterbacks will levis from kentucky had the Chargers D that week. <clears throat> and in three by one, they were playing kind of like, they were playing like six push, it, six push yeah, whatever it you want to call it. Yeah. So it's like quarters of the boundary yeah. and he's reading three. Yeah. And so then you guys have that play where on the, on the, te- on the like a TV copy, Trevor said 63, 62. I'm assuming that's a protection. Um, check to it. And they're like, he checks to it. And it was you, number three, on a shallow or some kind of like grab to I hold that down, safety. I tied down. Yeah. And Zay just take off because most people play quarters with that. That safety will help. But they were playing cloud to the field. Yeah. And so it was one of those like seeing it. So understanding the game. I mean, obviously, Trevor's the one who calls it. But being able to see that older receivers, Zay, yeah. Marvin, guys around you in that room. I mean, well, that's just well, like the perfect call. So we, so perfect we, were, we were talking about this last night. So we were doing a lot of tempo stuff, and I'm pretty sure, I'm pretty sure we were, te- no, we, sorry, we broke the huddle, and we just had, like, your normal, like, Hank on, like, sit over the ball flat with a, a curl. Mm-hmm. And so break the huddle, get to the line of sh- scrimmage, and you can, like, you can just see Trevor, and they're in his, his headset. Yeah, you break it with enough time. And yeah. all of a sudden, he starts changing the protection, and then, he, you know, that play was called Ali. We called it Ali because we have a divide going down the middle of the field. We had practiced it and hit it earlier earlier in the week when we were practicing it. I was the guy on the divide. Hmm. So he goes, yeah, oh, right. <laughs> sorry, so man. he goes, he goes, he goes, Ali, Ali. I'm looking at Zay and Zay's looking at me. And I think for a second where I'm like, I'm like, switch with me, switch with me. I'm like, switch, I'm like, switch, switch. Because I knew it was going to be a touchdown. And Zay's Zay like, like, what? Like, no. No, no, no. no we knew, we, I, I knew, like, I just wanted to make sure Marv got it. And I'm looking at them like, it's Ali, it's Ali. So like. Look bad. Trevor's asking for the ball. So I just literally ran straight at Derwin. Yeah, like straight exactly. at Derwin James. Looked him in the eye. And I'm pretty sure I went like four yards deeper just to make sure. You were and not, I just sat, run through. I just like sat hard. He bit. And then this, I mean, the safety was so far pushed yeah. to the other, the other hash. I mean, it was a it was a walk-in. But it like things like that. 
that's what I'm saying, like credit to Trev, like, and that's our process and like time on task, everybody in the meeting, knowing what everybody else has, because I mean, there's, there's not a lot of groups that can literally get to anything at any Dude. time. There's always one guy, you know, and yeah. I'll say it like receivers too. If you check to something and you're not in tune with what the other guy has, you're only focused on what you got. I mean, yeah. you can't, you can't well, get also, yeah, it doesn't there. help you out in space and you don't have like a good awareness of where you're at on the field. And right. Yeah. I just oh. wouldn't add a wideout to the room. Like, so when I work with younger dudes, I just try and push them and go, listen, like, don't memorize what you have on this play. You got to understand three things. You got to understand the entire concept, yep. the quarterback's progression, and how coverage is going to dictate if it is the quarterback's progression. Yep. Your progression, this play, it's not going to dictate his progression because he's just going one, two, three. If you understand those three things, I think you can run a high four five and and play. Yeah. You know what I mean? I think yeah. you can have pretty solid hands, drop them every now and then and play. Yeah. Or not have a unique, I'm a back shoulder, I'm a over the top, I'm separate. Like you don't actually need any like individual things that you're really talented at. I think if you just are that, there's a spot for you. Yeah. Like you can be one of these three guys in eleven person. Yeah. The only, you know I mean? only part I get in trouble like knowing the progression is and like knowing the coverage too. I'm just like Oh, it's you it's know you're not four. It's ball. not coming to me, or like it's yeah. covered too. I'm not, and then it ends up coming to me. I'm like, like yeah. you you kind of run like, not as if you were to know you're getting yeah. the ball. But it's so. the same thing from quarterback though. Like if you if you have like a play, and you know like all right, it's oh it's covered too. Like first and second read aren't going to be open here. Like oh, let me skip through them. Yeah. You throw an incompletion, then you get to the film room on Monday, and you're like. He's like, hey, that's number one. Why the fuck didn't you throw it to him? He's yeah. wide open, yeah, you know? Yeah, yeah. I've done that so many times. It's like yeah. you get so used to the concept where you're just kind of like, oh, I've thrown that flat a million times in my first read. Like, it's probably not going to be there this time. There. Like, yeah. they'll cover it one of these times, and you skip through it. It's you always like, give, like, the defense too much credit. Way too much. We'll always give them too much that's credit. It's hard not to, though. It's like... No, it, uh, 100%, but you just, like, you assume that they know... That's what like what's coming? Yeah. You, like you just assume like, oh, they gotta know this is coming in there. Yeah, that like, yeah. especially when I was playing with McCaffrey, I was like, all I would do is just throw him flat routes, swing routes, option routes, and I'm like, first and second down, one by three. I'm like, they gotta know I'm throwing it to him. Mm -hmm. So like sometimes I'd be like, nah, I'm gonna throw a stick this way. And yeah, he just crosses him up. Yeah. Should be a forty yard touchdown, you know? Yeah. So crazy turnaround, and then obviously big goals. What do you think? So you guys had the turnaround last year, but now it's like, all right, we've got to taste the playoffs. Let's go, let's go more into the turnaround, though. I want to, I want to talk about, like, because we played you guys early in the season, right? Mm -hmm. And we won, like, one of the grossest football games of all time. <laughs> yeah, it was bad. 13-6. I think you guys had, like, 400 total yards and six points. Trevor threw, like, a tough pick on the one-yard line. And you talk about process, and it's, like, it's easy to talk about it now, because you guys came out the other side, you know, like the process worked. But I'm sure there it had to be guys in the building who were there last year and went through the shit or two years ago, went through the shit. And then this year, like you're losing a bunch of games in a row and then you lose to us and we sucked. Like we were horrible. Like we were just, that was our first win of the year, you know? And that was game five. Like was everyone still bought in at that point? It was tough. That was, I would probably say that was the, beginning of it was the beginning of the tough stress but I think it was the beginning of some of that doubt starting to slip in like okay you know because we did have two big wins we you know maybe the Chargers early we, in the air we crushed the, the Chargers yeah crushed the Colts yeah. we're like oh it's like shit we're good we lost a close one to Washington and I mean not like they that were first game of the year, beaters, either, right? but yeah it was yeah. our first game so we're like all right like we got a good team 
And then that happened, and I was like, whoa, you know, like, all right, we got, we got some issues. And then you can kind of see that doubt, and it's natural, you know, especially the people that were there, the guys that were there. It's like, here we go again. And, you know, there's people around the building that have been there like, for oh, a man, long it's just, time, bro. It's just, it's just Jacksonville, yeah. you know, it's just Jacksonville. You, there, right? yeah. you know, and I'm just like, no, like, we, we didn't come here to do all that. And then it's just hard because we went on that five-game skid and you start literally asking yourself, like, are we, are we ever going to win a game? You know, because it's like we're putting in all this work. We're doing everything right. We're trying to master our process. And they're like, just keep chipping away, keep chipping away, keep chipping away. And we keep losing, we keep losing, we keep losing. It's like, damn, like, are we ever going to get one? Like, what, it, well, yeah. what is it going to take? And so it was, it was not easy by any means. And I think, you know, it's, I'd be lying if I didn't say, like, all of us had some doubt and kind of sitting there at times, like, it might be another long year. And, you know, and it's also easy to be like, you hit the bye week, you're three and seven. We just lost yeah. to Kansas City. And it's easy to be like, all right, you know, let's just let's have, you know, put together a, a good seven last game, you know, or last end of the, uh, of the season. Like, let's just get ready for next year. Let's start building for next year. You know, we got some more pieces yeah. coming next year. Like, everybody started already saying next year, next year, next year. And that was the decision we had to make coming off the bio. was like, do you want to start getting ready for next year? Or can we make this the season that yeah. we want to make it? And we were able to make that turn, but... It was, it's funny, we all laugh about it, but Doug, literally in the locker room after we lost to Kansas City right before the bye week, he's like, I'm telling you guys right now, it's going to come down to week 18 where we're going to play for, for the division. Or Crazy. not the division, for yeah, the division. Yeah, yeah, for the division. And we're all sitting there like, oh, yeah, oh, oh all right, yeah, yeah. Like, like, cool. Right, like, uh, I'm, about, I'm about to go to, yeah, I'm about to go to the Bahamas, <laughs> like, whatever. <laughs> yeah, we're like, okay, yeah, cool. And then... He's like, I'm telling you guys, he's like, we just got to win all of them. We just got to win all of them. So we come out, beat Baltimore in a crazy game. Like, crazy okay, game. Cool. You know, like, we got That one. was like the catalyst. Yeah, though, huh? it was like, we got one. But this is the thing. We go to Detroit the next week and lose 41 to 17. Oh, my God. I forgot about that. Get smoked. And I'm like, next year. Yeah. We're all like, next year. Like, yeah. next year is going to yeah. be cool. Like, all right, let's just get ready for next year. Like. I thought we had it. I thought we were a playoff team, but we are definitely not even close. And then the back half of the season was the back half of the season. I mean, we put together one of the craziest runs. I think we went, what, 7-0 and to end the, you guys end the year and it. Lost, lost in Kansas City. And it was, it was Trevor, too, you know? Yeah. Like, this is, the sport is run by quarterbacks. Like, and Trevor, just looking at his stats, it was like week to week to week to week. And you look up, and he was like, Second in the NFL in total QBR over those weeks. He had like 16 touchdowns, like one pick. He was killing it. And he was like, from the outside perspective, like it looked like he just made a decision and said like, this isn't the way it's going to be. Like, I'm a fucking baller. Like, I need to step up and play better for the team. And whatever he did mentally, like you can probably talk way better about it, but it seemed like he was what switched the team. Like. Yeah. His play, his attitude, I don't know what it was, but he changed the whole vibe. He's just one of the most consistent guys. Like, talk to somebody who used to play with him in high school and have him describe Trevor. It's going to sound exactly like what a Clemson guy would say, and it's going to sound exactly like what a Jaguar would say. They'll be like, yeah, it's the same. Like, nothing's changed. I think the other thing, too, is I always felt, and, you know, I hope Trevor during the draft prep was like, this guy's going to be a better pro than he was in college. I don't really care how good he was in college. I understand he was, you know, whatever. It was like, 60 or 30 something into, or, you know what I mean? Never really lost all that stuff. And he was a great college player, but 
what they asked the quarterbacks to do, because I worked with Deshaun coming out of there too, what they asked quarterbacks to do or what they equipped quarterbacks with offensively at Clemson was really limited. It was a lot of mirrored concepts. It was a lot of like one high, two high. And so I just felt like if you give, that's why I said Deshaun's going to be a better player in the league. Trevor's going to be a better player in the league, even though they were awesome, because they're the type of player you can give them way more responsibility. You can give them way more access to get in and out of things, way more comprehensive approach to protections and concepts and all that stuff. And then if you give them smart wideouts, right? Because the other thing at Clemson is like, in, or in college in general, they don't give a lot of responsibility to receivers. You know, it's like, if it's cover two, release. Otherwise, run your route. That's kind of it. So give them smart wideouts, pass catchers as a whole, and give him more responsibility. He's going to end up being way better. Like, it's literally just a matter of time and consistency. Um, where do you see him at right now? I mean, from that turnaround and what that did for him, like, where's, where's he go from here? Yeah, well, I think you kind of hit it on the head. I think right when they started giving him more responsibility, but also giving him more freedom, he just kind of took off. And freedom within the offense, freedom within to be out there, see things, check to things. And, you know, that's what started really kind of opening up. And that's where I thought he was at his best. And, you know, it was a lot because of the, some of the games that we were in. You know, we had to go, you know, no huddle, up-tempo. So, you Which know, we're getting on the ball. Though, he's seeing it. He's checking the things. And I'm like, dude, that's when you're at your best. Like, when he's seeing it and he's checking the things, like, it's it's lights out. And it, it always worked. Like, anything he got to always worked. Yeah. Man beaters, zone beaters. Like, once he kind of – they kind of gave him the reins to be like, all right, you can get to anything at any time. We're working during practice – during periods we're not even you know out there supposed to be doing anything you know he's bringing me marv zay evan down to the end zone like we're going through signals we're going through everything and so that really helped and you know i'm thinking back like also during the detroit game and that scare where it looked like his knee like was blown out yeah. like dude came sacked him and oh he met God, that's when he messed right. up his toe but yeah. when he got tackled like when they showed on the jumbotron i was like done like yeah. you're I, definitely I mean, planning your vacation then oh my gosh it was terrible yeah. but then so they take him inside and come out come in at halftime this is right before halftime coming at halftime like don't see him i'm like damn like, Trevor's done da, yeah. da, da. next thing i know he's back out there for the first series i'm like you good he's like i'm just keep going I, like they said he's everything's okay shit, yeah man. he's like they said everything's okay like just fight through it and like that says a lot you know mm -hmm. and we at that time we were still losing 35 to 10, like there's no reason. He very easily could have been like, all right, let's just shut it down, get through this. Like mm -hmm. he went back out there. And so everybody else sees that, you know, mm -hmm. everybody else sees that. And for weeks, I mean, he fought through that toe injury and anything else that happened. So still fighting through it, huh? Yeah. But I think his, his, his next step is just going to be taking more response, even more responsibility that he already had, yeah. you know, like, and the coaches truly, trusting in him and anything that I can do. And I think communication is also a big thing. As a young player, I was the same way. I'm sure we all felt it. Your first and second year, you're not, you're not complaining about anything. You're not saying anything. You're yeah. just like, I'm showing up. I'm doing my job and that's yeah, it. You know? I'm a young kid. Yeah. yeah. Like I'm telling him and, you know, I know he really like realizes it, that, okay, like you, you have the most ultimate voice on this team. If you don't like something, tell them, you yeah. know, like, if you don't feel comfortable with the play call, tell them. If you don't like someone with the protection that week, tell them. You know, mm -hmm. like, you had that voice, they listen. 
with us, you know. So I think, you know, him just keep growing in that aspect, yeah. I think is his, his next step. He's also like, a, he's, this is like favorable for him too. And during the draft process, I had said this, um, where I think being the face of college football, like he was for really two year, two full years, yeah. because he won a national title as a true freshman. So then that whole off season, you know, the promos for upcoming season, you know, the game coming up, the all the magazines, all that stuff. So for two full years, he was like the face of college football. I think that is bigger than being the face of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Because when you think about, and I went from Jack, playing in Jacksonville to playing in Chicago. So I had a night and day just how big of a difference there is between a Jacksonville market and a Chicago market, which is actually the biggest market in football because New York and LA split with two teams. Yeah. So Chicago's act technically the biggest market. So it was like a, whoa, this is crazy. That This is really big, but that was also really small. So I think one of the benefits is that as he continues to have success, you guys win a Super Bowl next year. He's not gonna deal with some of the fame issues that I talk to other guys about yeah. dealing with fame and dealing with expectations when it's national and when they're really famous i don't think no matter how much success he has there he's going to ever get that famous which is a huge advantage yeah. he's been the guy since he was what <clears throat> used like, to it i mean the forever, adidas campaign you know? was number one since day one and yeah. it was like as good of a tagline as you're going to yeah. get i will say he, he's arguably one of the most recognizable people i've ever well, been yeah, around because it was Everywhere hair, we go, like face. there's always somebody. He's so tall, too. so tall, tall as yeah. shit. He's so got tall. super unique hair. He's got a unique look, <laughs> and, and he never wears like, a hat. Or a always he wears a hat. Yeah, we always, like, we yeah. always give him give him a hard time. For he hasn't thrown a ball without like, doing this. Yeah, he's like, oh, for ten. I don't know what I'm doing this week, man. Like I got a couple deals. His fingers love going through that hair. It's beautiful. Can't blame the kid, dude. There's like, go back to um. Talk about like the no huddle stuff. Actually, we were talking to Kurt Warner about it. Um, this is season two, but last episode we filmed was with Kurt Warner. We were talking to him about in his Super Bowl against the Steelers, right? And you were obviously a Cardinals fan, so you watched it. He was trying to get Ken Wisenhut the whole time, their OC at the time. He was like, We need to just spread him out, like go no huddle, like throw it around. They're in this 3 4 defense. They got a bunch of big backers. They can't cover us. And wasn't hunting the first half, didn't want to do it. He like wanted to stay in the huddle and you know, get in 21 personnel, whatever. And then they get down 17 to seven after he throws that pick six. And he was like, it was interesting he said it because he was like, I think that pick six was probably the best thing that happened to us during that game because we had to go no huddle now. And he was just slinging it and he spread them out. But there's something about like getting in a rhythm in a quarterback's eyes of, of being in no huddle, like getting on the ball, kind of getting them in simple shit and just letting them deal. Like you get in a rhythm so quick and so fast. And it's like, it's weird to me that more teams don't do that, you know? That they don't just go straight into no it's like huddle. You go of the it. coach wanting to do what we talked about all week, what we think's gonna work, right. instead of like take it the reins, you know what I mean? Yeah. And go. My brother fought with that with BA at, when he was in Arizona. It was the same thing. It was like, sometimes the coordinator just, no, they just wanna call it, even yeah. though the best thing is just like, let the guy who's out there, who sees what he sees, keep things really simple and get the ball out of his hand. It takes, it takes thinking out of it. Yeah, you, know, like you just react. Football is played at its best when it's, you're just reacting. You're just reacting, you're just playing. So I think for, especially for quarterbacks, it, like you said, you keep everything simple. And a lot of the stuff that you're doing, doing are concepts and things that you've been training since OTAs, you know, yeah. it's the most repped or a concept, concept you've been running since high school seven on seven. Exactly. Like you, you've seen every look that you could get 
to cover this concept and you know where to go with the ball. You know, but if you have a game plan play where it has to be this look uh, yeah, and well, they've been thinking about it we all don't know if, the, or if, the, if it looks like it could possibly be middle field close we're going to kill it to a run like we're going to get ourselves out of it and it's like you're second guessing like is it that i don't know if it's that you know and then just too much thinking being involved instead of just like all right let's get on the ball let's go let's just let's just react and well, so it's also like you you're in training camp right and you just you're putting through your base install it's always my like like the funniest thing to look back on at the end of the season is like you go through your base install, you're running all these plays for like six weeks during training camp, like over and over until you're like, can we not run this play anymore, please? Yeah. We ran this play many times. And then you get to week one and you game plan and none of the base plays are in the game plan. Yeah. It's all shit that's just like dialed up for the week yeah. that like no one's used to. But they're like, oh, they're going to run this coverage. We're going to hit this here, here, here. And then you go through the season and you get all these reps in training camp of all these concepts and you run them like a couple times. Yeah. I just never understood it. I think that's what we struggle with the most, uh, especially, you know, like in, in Arizona, I, like when we would go up tempo, because that's, that's a no huddle offense. You know, everything's, everything is signal based. We never got in a huddle. So when we would just get on the ball and just go and do all of our simple stuff. I mean, we were a totally different offense, you know, but like you, you look at, and it got to the point where, you know, guys were saying like, Hey, like we need our base stuff in the game plan. So then you finally see it like every game plan. It was like, we always had our base stuff up, but you know, before that it was just a lot of just install plays, like right. all install plays in the game plan. It's like, let's get to the stuff that we've been running and we, we know we're good at, exactly. you know, we get know you back in at. a rhythm. Yeah. yeah. It's like a good verse all. Yeah. You bring up Arizona. I'm always curious. I haven't really talked to you about going from Arizona. You were the two receiver there the whole time, right? You, your first. Arguably three. Okay. I didn't <laughs> want to say it, but you... <laughs> yeah, was a, I think it was more than three. Well, yeah, but you get there, right? And you're, and you're at Z, too, right? You're yeah. playing outside receiver to the field, which is not your best spot, right? Larry's at F. You're not going to take Larry out of F. That's great, right? So he's there your first couple years, right? And then Hop gets there, and it was Hop, Larry, and you at one point too, right? And then AJ Green too. But you're finally, like, you're kind of the two, you're the three. You said you're the three, I didn't say it. And then you you finally get a chance to play F that last year, right? Yeah. Or were you still moving around? I was still moving around a little bit, but my role kind of expanded, like, my last year when Hop got hurt. Yeah, It yeah. was just me and AJ. And you ball, like, yeah. that's what it's, so you go from, being the two, you're kind of the one, but you had the most yards, you had the most production. You didn't get a thousand. Yeah. That, by what? That, 17 that yards? Or yeah, something? that one hurt so bad. That was bad. And I you, should, got, I should, you get like three targets that game? Yeah, I, I should be saying like back to back, but it's all right. I'm not, I'm not petty. About it's it. all right, though. You yeah, should be paid. But, <laughs> but then you go, become the most overpaid. You go to Jacksonville, and you're the one. Well, you got you got some dogs around you. Like, if, if it never felt like you guys had like a real deal, like one, you obviously had the most targets and the most yards and everything. Like that. Yeah. How much different was it being the one, being the guy? But you've you've always been that like, your whole life. But now you're in the NFL. Yeah. And you're the one as opposed to being the two with a bunch of vets in that room. Yeah, it was. For me, it was it was good for my confidence because um, mm-hmm. I also feel like when you're a three in the NFL. You could have one target, you could have you zero mean, targets, yeah. you could have you get the game six, plan. a sneaky <laughs> six. Like, yeah, you're looking at the game plan, you're like, oh, it's going like, to be a little thin for me. That's this, not for me. Yeah, that's not for me. Little, that's not for me. You know, oh, like, I'm not in in 12 personnel this week. Exactly, yeah. yeah you're, you're, you're not in in 12 personnel. Yeah. And thankfully, like, 
as time went on there, like I kind of worked my way into that. And when I, like you said, when I first got there, they kind of just stuck me outside, which really helped my game because I learned how to play outside receiver. Like my rookie year, like, especially we had some guys go down, like they stuck me out of X and I was like the backside X at three by one, like learning how to do that and just like trying to go in. And that was never my game, never had been my game. Yeah. And so, but it helped me, it challenged me. I knew I wasn't the best at it, but I worked at it and, you know, just kept kind of progressing throughout my years. But coming to Jacksonville and it helped my confidence in a sense where like, I know I'm going to be heavily involved in us winning games. And, you know, especially when it matters, like they're going to lean on me. And that's when I play my best is, you know, like I, I feel like I play my best when it's a high level competition, you know, it's big games and they're like, CK, like we need you to go win. We need you to, to, to do something to help us go win. And it's like, all right, you know, I, that's, I don't know, for me, that's when I thrive. But when I go in there and I'm like, I don't know if I'm going to see three catches, three passes today or four. It's kind of, you're just kind of out there, you know? Call my number, coach. Call my number, one, three, always, baby. Always been that way. You really have, though. And it's like, it's kind of in your life, though, too. It's like, you always, like, kind of a weird analogy, but when I think about you on the field, it's like, you like you like the lights, you like the the pressure, you like putting the team on your back. Yeah. But you're kind of like that way in life, too. Like, you like, you're like a, the support system for everyone. Like you support. Hey, thanks, man. You, you put your friends on your back. Not much me. I don't need your support, <laughs> but it's all good. Uh, but like your parents, like your family, like your friends, like you're always there. I mean, I guess you do support me. I stayed at like your, all, all your apartments. Yeah. <laughs> I'm staying yeah, at your yeah. house right it's, now. Stay, yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. my God. Right. You stay at my house for a week. Oh, dude, that's so funny. When you said about staying at your apartment uh, in draft training, I just remember like I was in there sleeping and like I can be a mess sometimes, dude. And I remember that bathroom; I just like shit everywhere. Oh my god! And summer had me using this like charcoal toothpaste at the time, dude. So like, this like you had white zinc, and the sink was just fucking black <laughs> everywhere. And you came home from like going out, and like I think it was you and some buddies, and like some other like a girl came home with like one of your buddies or something, and she went to go use the bathroom. Yeah. And she was like, "Who's staying here? It's fucking disgusting in here." And I just like I woke up because you guys got home, and I was like. God damn it. <laughs> so embarrassed. But yeah, I mean, I don't know where I was going with that, but yeah, that's you have always supported. Kind of had nothing to do with anything, actually. <laughs> I just remember that story. This is me being supportive. It's paternal is a way to do it. Like, yeah, 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 me, me being supportive for, yeah. uh, for Kyle and but his yeah. charcoal toothpaste. But yeah. no, nah, I mean, like, it's, it just was one of those things where, like, I had been in that position my whole entire life. Yeah. And, you know, especially like going into this year, I love like when people say you, I can't do something yeah. or, you know, anybody for that sense, like never that I need any added motivation because I'm a very motivated person within myself. But it's helpful. Um, but it, it, and it, all it takes is one little spark to light and then it's, you know, it's on. Yeah. I know I that think, spark too. It was the guy from Twitter. Guy from Twitter? You tweeted back at that guy recently. Oh yeah. Is See, that, like is I that already, your spark for the off season. Oh, it's uh, it's already there. It's there. Okay, yeah, cool. it's it's already it's already there. Like I don't know. It's just and even you know even getting that close and going all the way to the divisional round. Like only thing I can think about is like we got to get there next year. Yeah. And being uh, there's nothing more that I wanted was to come home and play in a Super Bowl in AZ. God, like that was how, the only thing oh, I thought about. Yeah. That was the only thing I thought about. Like I man. wanted it so bad for us. You guys and, are close, man. We're so really close. close. And so I know everybody feels that way, though. 
Yeah. I, I truly feel that like sense of urgency, like we gotta, like we gotta do it. We yeah. gotta do it, you know? And I know everybody's like excited to, to get back to yeah. work. All right, so lastly here, think about now you've got a taste of the playoffs. Win in the playoffs, right? Like how, because most fans don't realize, like they just, they look at it and like that team went to the playoffs or they go to the playoffs every year, they lose in the first round. It's like, no, 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 no. Once you're a part of a team that goes to the playoffs and you feel the, like that week of work, that Monday of a playoff game is just totally different than any other Monday, right? The energy level, the equipment dudes, everything, the whole thing, the people parking car, everything is just like, we got a shot here, right? It's, it, it's a tournament, right? It's a single elimination tournament. And so, like, how does that change? You guys move forward, because you got a taste of it, but everybody in the room got a taste of it, too. Like, you didn't have that before. Going into this season, there were very few guys on your team who'd been to the playoffs, right? And then you got a coach who's won a Super Bowl. Like, how does that change moving forward? And, like, where do you guys go from here? Yeah, I think, well, the cool thing about the whole process and the whole uh, experience you know, experiencing the playoffs and getting a win and whatnot, like you said, the the energy, the whole city of Jacksonville just like totally just came together and like came behind us. And like instead of people like coming up to you and saying like, hey man, I'm a big fan, like da da da. It was like, thank you for what you're doing for Jacksonville. And like, that was really cool, you know? And they're like, you've done so much for the city and you've done so much for this team. Like, thank you so much for everything you're doing. Thank you for coming here. Like that feels, that feels really cool. And you go from, you walk into a grocery store, you see nobody into in Jags gear. Now you see everybody walk around. Like people are proud awesome. to be Jags fans now. Where in the past people were embarrassed to wear their Jags stuff out, you know? And so you kind of change that narrative. You're flipping that narrative. People are behind it. People are like, you know, excited and they like the people that we have on the team. They like what we stand for. They like how we fight, you know? And so I think that's really cool. But for us, it's just, you know, now, <clears throat> we're probably, you know, going to be in the conversation for being off-season champions. You know, there's always the mm. off-season champions. And so, honestly, blocking that out and being like, no, nah, we're good on that. You know, let's keep the underdog mentality because as soon as you get success in all facets of life, there's always going to be the person waiting for you to not live up to that and be like, I told you so. You know, so we can't let, we can't let that get to us yet. Yeah. But you can't, you can't, like, we can't let that, as a team, we can't let any of that get to us. We can't hang our hats off of last season. Like, last season happened, it was cool, it was great, whatever. But, you know, once we step in the building, we get back to work, like, this is a whole clean slate. You don't think all 31 other teams are thinking the same thing, totally. you know? Totally. So, I think we can do it. How do we want to wrap it? Um, I think we're good. You need to wrap it? All right, I'm going to tell one more story, actually. I just thought of this before we wrap this. Um, uh, after we beat them the first time, my best friend for a long time, Christian, uh, you know, a little jersey swap. We're going to do a little jersey swap after the game. We, uh, we, beat the, <laughs> we beat them. I'm like, I'm sitting around the field, right? I talked to him pre-game, talked to Trevor a little bit pre-game. Yeah, this is like horrible. This is actually makes up for what I did a little bit back in the day. I'm like looking around, you know, you're like trying to find people like the teams come up. It's hard to find people. Sometimes it takes a little while. I did like five laps around the whole center of the field. Couldn't find Christian, couldn't find Trevor. I was like, oh, they must be like doing interviews or something or whatever. Motherfucker was so mad that they lost the game that he just immediately 
left the field and went in the yeah, locker room. I think I was the first person in the didn't locker room. Didn't even say anything to me, didn't say hi, like, literally. I, I, ran, I ran straight into the locker room, grabbed my phone, texted Kyle, and said, I'm sorry, bro, I'm so pissed right now. <laughs> I'll send you, I, like, like, I'll just have, I'll, like, I'll send my jersey over. I felt like such an idiot. I was like, Christian, Christian. <laughs> you know number 13 is? Oh, I'm sorry I did that to you, bro. No, it's all good, man. I've, I made up for it I the second go around. Yeah, because you destroyed us. I, I thought about walking off the field after that game. We lost like 34 to 3. I was like, I'm yeah. going to hang it up, dude. Sorry. But no, appreciate you, dude. Um, dude, I just love, I love watching this. Like, you know what I mean? It's been around you guys when you guys were little and dreaming big. Everybody wants to go to the league. Everybody can talk about it. And then, to be honest, everybody works really hard. All these kids throw a ton and run a ton. You guys are actually doing it, trading things for yourself, changing people's lives around you and stuff. I don't want to make it cheesy, but just like it is like literally it's a, for me, it's in my role in, in life. It's just like addicting to like watch people actually do the stuff that they set out to do. But then when you see brothers do it, literally it's figurative brothers or in my case, literal brothers do it. You know what I mean? It's just the coolest thing. So I think it's one of the dopest relationships we're at your expensive ass house in your hometown where you always wanted it. You know what I mean? Doing stuff like. <laughs> no, so I'm just, so I'm just saying, like it all kind of happened. It's happening, and you guys are not at the end of your careers. You guys like have a bunch of way bigger, cooler shit ahead of you. So I think it's amazing. Appreciate Thanks, you. Thanks, man. There. Appreciate that. Roomy, thank you. The Recurring Rumi. guest. We're gonna start. We'll have you on, and we'll, you'll be like a co-host next time. Let's go. I'm tired. Of, I kind of want that. Right? I'm tired of interviewing you. I wanna. I want yeah. you to. I want your takes on. Well, other he's things. tired of being the number three. He wants to be the number one. So. Oh, I'm the number three here, right now on this. You are, yeah. I'm the number three. Get you a little co-host, actually, next time. I am. I'm going to prep. We didn't didn't prep for this, so. No. Unfortunately. (laughs) Wow. That's because we just know each other so well. Very good. I'm not going to lie. Well, it was supposed to be Trevor, and then I woke up this morning after being up till 3 a.m., and I was like, okay, what are we going to talk to Christian about? I was like, I jumped in the hot tub immediately when I woke up, and I was in there. I was like, think, um... (laughs) Topics for a Christian. <laughs> and I was like, oh, bacon sounds good right now, man. But no, man, appreciate you. All right, guys. That's a wrap from The Room, presented by me in my crib. Off-season vibes. Uh, make sure you guys go check out the YouTube channel. Like, subscribe, follow for more content to come. And thank you for your time.